Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Brooklet Games. Go to patreon.com backslash Brooklet Games for beautifully crafted content that provokes creative problem-solving and dramatic scenarios. Brooklyngames.com, find zines and more, patreon.com backslash Brooklet Games. Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. This is your host, Light the Light Fingered Thief. And here I'm joined by Logar. Hello, I am Logar the Barbarian. Are you Logar the Barbarian or Logar the Space Miner? I'm Logar the Teamster. The the Space Teamster. There was a there was there a different term used in here for the care. Oh, so it's Zine Thursday. <laughs> Yay, we love Zine Thursday. So if you scream in space, does anyone hear? <laughs> oh, I've heard this before. This is this is from something. I'm really... <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at Screams Amongst the Stars, a space horror role-playing game by Diogo Nogueira. And uh, it's it, it's a pretty good little game. I, I really like it. <laughs> it falls just under 60 pages, full-color print. I think it costs in physical print around $18 or something like that. It's printed real nice, uh, like I said, full color. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I like to thank, you know, one of our Patreon supporters for getting this for me. So thank you, sir. Now, I also want to put out there that I've been reading some other sci-fi games that might be in adjacent veins lately. And I have some thoughts that I want to add to this as we go forward. <laughs> well, obviously, you know, as of recently in the past year or so, there have been many sci-fi horror type games that have um, come up. And so obviously we do love sci-fi horror. And this one here has its own take and, and, and some strengths that, that it does differently. And and uh, so I've been looking at, I've been reading through Vast Grimm, which is the Morkborg hack of a sci-fi game. And then I've been reading through Death in Space, which I recently picked up, which is also free, which is free league themselves and kind of a, a rules light, simple. I don't want to say exactly space horror, but it, it take it does its own thing. There are similarities in these systems. I think Screams Amongst the Stars is, is a wonderful system. I'm going to say, hey, you should try to play this. But if you're playing one of these games like Death in Space or Vast Grim. There are a lot of dungeon master or game master facing elements to Screams Amongst the Stars that would be perfect to bring into one of those games. And we'll get to those as we go forward. So this game, I would suggest picking it up if you're going to play this game or if you're going to play a different game, this got a lot of stuff to offer for some other games as well. Well, there's a lot of random tables that can help you build some pretty interesting adventures as well, too. So I think yeah. it's a great addition to any of the sci-fi horror games that are that are out there right now. But I do like this system because it's a very simple, <laughs> easy to run system as well, too. So for me, we can probably pick it up and play pretty quickly. Yeah, the, so this is this is looks like it's easy. It's it's a super simple character creation. You've got strength, dex, and will. You're you're rolling those stats. You're rolling under those stats in a d twenty. It's very much based on Cairn. The roles seem to be player facing. Did I pick that up correctly? They're player facing roles. Uh, yep, yep. Everything is is done through player actions. So. I uh, to start with what is it? It is it is in a space horror vein. Although unlike some of the other space horror veins, there seems to be a focus on uh, the aliens 
a little bit more in this than there are some of the other games. Well, there's different types of aliens that do show up, which are, you know, pretty scary. Not always, not always going to help you. <laughs> Character creation is simple. You roll your attributes, you do your hit protection. There's like three attributes, right? So it's pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. And then you've got like different background charts and stuff like that. So you got to, you have beginning oxygen, how many canisters you have of oxygen, things like that. It seems to me being out and about in space that a lot of times you're going to be stuck with what you get and not as much being able to go out and just buy things is one of the impressions I get from going through this. Well, you know, it's the availability of being able to, to uh, whatever you call it, refuel or <laughs> buy items because, like you said, you're not on a space station. You're on a space cruiser or a ship. <laughs> Yeah, and, and this the way it handles spaceships is pretty cool. I I, I definitely want to touch that. So I'm gonna actually I'm gonna jump ahead because you have physical details of the characters and whatnot, personality traits, character creation is in line with stuff like Cairn, but uh, definitely takes a more sci-fi horror and also has name charts. Now let's jump up to the spaceship because I think the spaceship stuff was interesting. You're talking about the uh, vehicles and spaceships? Yeah, the spaceships are a character sheet, and the way it's ran is almost exactly like your character's character sheet. <laughs> well, you know, it also has hit points, and it also has dexterity and strength and stuff and defense. Well, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's pretty much, you're, it, it simplified it, and it gives you all the ways to run the different things that people can do in space combat with your character. And running your ship itself is not very much different than running the character. So it seems like one of the simplest spaceship rule sets I've seen. Uh, there's all kinds of charts in here for while in game from like when you're taking damage, what kind of scars you get. There's even damage charts for the spaceships themselves, what kind of damage the spaceship itself takes. Yeah. And the piece that I found interesting was about some of the uh, space hazards. So in this game, they have rules for everything from starvation dehydration, pressurization in the vacuum, bad temperature, suffocating, gravity. I mean, you know, so for me, a lot of nice little elements to add to your uh, science fiction game. Yeah. Hazard, hazards. Those space hazards, too, I think are something that when I was referring to, if you're playing other games, these would be good stuff to bring into those games. Like some of those charts and stuff, you could just go ahead and throw in something like death in space or vast grim or whatever you're else you're playing and use those hazards almost because the mechanics are similar enough but like you said starvation dehydration vacuum pressure suffocating extreme temperatures radiation and gravity as travels or space hazards and then there's some weird uh, stuff they do with time and some of the charts they have here, the random charts of occurrences also delves into some of the weird time things. Repairing your spaceship, like when it takes damage, it doesn't naturally heal. So you, it gives you uh, your basic checks you're going to make, which is simple enough. And there's also a price attached to that that you have to pay to make those repairs of the hull points or hit protection. I, I, I can't remember 100% what the HP was here because I think it's hit protection. Uh, it's hit protection in this particular game. And and it is for the ships as well. It's and it is hull. the same for the ships, okay. correct? I'm assuming yeah. it's the same for the ships. So, but it's nice because they have different types of ship. You know, are you a scout ship? Are you a mining ship? Are you a trade ship? Or are you, you know, could be scientific or military? So it runs as a full gamut. Yeah, it gives you the different types of ships you can have and what you'd want to pick. And it also gives you a, a couple like modifications you can make to them. You get, I think you get a couple like two free mods or something when you're starting your ship off with different things that it can do. 
uh, upgrades. You've got uh, like comm jammers, communicators, escape pods, faster fold engines, hardened hull, all kinds of stuff there. Weapon systems and reinforced armor and stuff that you can add to your ship when you get it. So think about what you want to use your ship for. And in this game might be wise there when you're picking out what you're going to do. Yep. Now, this uh, let's, one thing I want to look at is some of these crazy charts we have here. Each of the aliens. So one of the things is the engineers. Like the, the aliens have like these names so that are uh, not an alien name. Like they're trying to pronounce an alien language, but like we call these one the engineers. And I yep. think the engineers might be like grays from reading this, but they're slightly different in some of their descriptions. <laughs> yeah, you know, it could be the engineers from like the Prometheus movie, you know, the first creators type mm -hmm. of thing. So then it gives you under the under that what you get for these is you get a sample engineer stats, which the stat blocks are really small, but it gives you all the stuff. So if you run into an engineer, you have mechanically what you need to run the engineer. Then you have a D12 rumors table. Yep. A D6 jobs table and a D12 events table. Just for the engineers. <laughs> yep. That's just for that one race. And each of these races has similar things in it to help you kind of jumpstart a full adventure with them. I'm going to roll on the, on, on the engineers table to start with and just check that out. Cause I think it's neat. <laughs> I'm going to go for the rumors. I rolled an 11 and 11. Let's see. So before these engineers disappeared, a wise and Ambitious individual of their species uploaded their consciousness to a powerful nuclear computer that can be assessed again if people discover how to power it up. Ooh. Mm. So they uploaded everything into the hard drive. Now I'm going to roll a D6 for jobs too. Huh. Interesting. So what electromagnetic signals coming from somewhere out there in the unexplored space matches what frequencies and patterns that have been previously identified as pertaining to the engineer's technology. The government of the United Americas are sending an expedition in that direction a month ago to contact, but lost contact with it. So they need an outside crew to go see what went down. Oh, Seems a little bit scary. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we we already have an idea of what's been going on there with, the, with our previous one, the uploading and all. We have D12 events. You want to roll that one or you want me to roll it? Oh, let me get my uh, D12 and see what we get. I wrote a four. The power generator in a colony starts to function beyond its capacity, generating more power than the colony may absorb and cannot be burned down. It's going to blow at any time and no one seems able to stop it. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so why is the uh, power generator overheating? Is it because the aliens have been, uh, you know, turning it to 11 to try to power up their hard drive brain or what? Yeah, I think it has something to do with the uh, the, the hard drive brain that, that that we have here. The uh, the uploaded consciousness, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, like uploaded that? consciousness. <laughs> I think that I think that I could easily intertwine the the blowing of the city and the signal that we're receiving and whatnot into the same place, and slowly discovering that this alien consciousness has had control at this base station that's about to blow. <laughs> yes, and this ele electromagnetic signal is coming through us. I mean, how many light years have we been traveling, you know? Is it back in time already or not? And there's a chart there for how long it takes you to get places, up to 1D, 20 years and further in some of them in these spaceships. So just watch out. It's, it might take you a while to travel. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to go into some crowd sleep. So I, I hope everyone 
pack some warm clothes. The next aliens we get are the Dreamers. So, like I said, the engineers, like the names here specifically, you have Dreamers, Watchers, Devourers. The names themselves are not like, you know, Klingons or anything. <laughs> no, they're they're general, so you can morph them a little bit to how you want to. Obviously, a lot of these were inspired by different genres and different creatures as well, too. You know, you got the doppelgangers, which are frightening. Uh, Devourers, also quite frightening. <laughs> <laughs> and I get kind of a... One of the things that looking at the random charts and the aliens specifically... Reminds me of when I'm messing around with these and rolling on them is old like Star Trek, like Star Trek, Star Trek episodes. Like you can almost make your own individual space encounter, like episode encounter. Every game you play for the most part with these little charts and run into these different aliens through it. Right. So these can definitely create adventures for many different sci-fi games and genres. Yeah. So there's a lot of good stuff there for whatever game you're running, because these are pretty much just adventure seeds and, and the description descriptive nature of the aliens, as opposed to giving it a specific name, even almost makes it easy to like, oh, I'm playing this and it has this. It's similar. Let's go with that and use those charts that way. Or honestly, this could make a great campaign from what I've been reading here. Yeah. I mean, they have a whole section of what they call the weird just weird crap happening. <laughs> wait, 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 what page was that on again? I want, I want to check out some of that because there was some. The, the, the weird is pretty funny. It's on page 48, section right. 12.2, The Weird. It's just titled The Weird. You can have weird space events, weird planetary events, just weird crap happening. And, so, and, and they're pretty funny. <laughs> I, I skipped over, like, it has the factions, governments, and corporations that are present in the setting here. Uh, which are interesting. You like it's always interesting to bring in these big capitalist corporations and the governments yep. and the conflicts that are there. But I want to let's let's do a couple weird rollings. It's a D sixty six table. It looks like it is a D sixty six for both. One is weird space scenes and one is weird planetary scenes. All right, I'll roll one and you roll the other one. You want to do space scenes and uh, event? Well, sure. we got space scenes and then space events on those two pages. So let's do a space scene and a space event. Oh, I I missed that. There's three weird tables. Until they have right. the space scene, space events, and then they have the planetary scenes and the planetary events. So let's start with space scenes. I got a 34. 34? What does it say? What seems to be a gigantic aquatic animal similar to jellyfish shows up on your uh, space radar. <laughs> what shall you do? What this is a weird space events now as a D66. You want to roll that one? All right. I wrote a 21. The spacers are getting older faster than usual at an alarming rate. Oh, no. I'm getting too old. That sounds like my life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Weird planetary events. Weird planetary scenes. You want to roll on that one? I rolled a 44. Palmas are sleeping on the floor? Oh, they must not have comfortable beds. Why would they be sleeping on the floor? Ooh, we'll have to find out. Weird planetary events. That's up to the dungeon master, the game master, to come up with the answer to that. Okay. Yeah. You want to roll for the weird planetary events? Yep. Let me go roll on the second table there. Uh, Rode a 56. 56 is people are having collective nightmares about a cataclysmic event. Ooh, that could be fun. I like that one. Maybe they've merged their consciousness with the uh, upload of hard drive. <laughs> now, we're coming close to time, but there's there's so many charts and tables here that are cool, that are useful for structuring a game for a dungeon master or a game master, especially if you run a space game. But I want to talk about the alien ruins before we close this up, because there is a focus on alien ruins in this. So I'm picturing kind of like space dungeon delving in these things that these great ancient civilizations have left behind. You want to roll on a couple of the alien ruins tables over there on... 
All right, we'll do Alien Ruin Structures D sixty six. I got a sixteen. Yeah, are you kidding me? I just rolled a sixteen as well. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get a sixteen on the on the on the Alien Ruin Structures table, and then a sixteen on the Alien Ruins Features table. Oh. Okay, so on the aliens' room structure, as you see, is a great number of poles of many sizes and many widths are in this structure. Oh, and yours? It's extremely hot inside. <laughs> so we have a bunch of different size columns and poles, and it's extremely hot. Seems a little bit creepy. And there's also alien ruins findings one page over. Let's see what we find in these alien ruins. Why don't you roll on ruins and I'll roll on hazard, hazards. All right. I'm rolling on ruins. I got a 45. Large broken tanks with amniotic liquid on the floor. Ooh. Something's broken out. That's not good. <laughs> it's running around. Alien ruins hazards. I wrote a 23. Pockets of vacuum. So, Logar, how many uh, cans <laughs> of oxygen do you have on you? <laughs> Hopefully enough to breathe through these alien ruins. Yeah. And that's determined at character creation. But yeah, there's a lot more charts on here if you're rolling, if you're running a game. Uh, random event charts, job ideas, imp 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 impending catastrophes. There's just tons of random charts on here to get you started and give you ideas and, and, and give you directions for taking your players. Any last thoughts on Screams Amongst the Stars? Um, no, I think uh, it's chock full of, like you said, great ideas for adventures can be merged in with other games or it's a great standalone game just because the system itself only has three attributes. So if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards, wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog We're on Twitter and TikTok at Logar Hail Crom or on patreon.com slash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. If you roll dice in space, do they actually roll or do they float?